Smoking and Drinking in Space is a proud member of the Earglue Media Network. Master Qui-Gon, more to say have you? With your permission, my master, I have encountered a virgence in the Force. A virgence, you say? Located around a person? A boy. His cells have the highest concentration of midichlorians I have seen in a life form. It is possible he was conceived by the midichlorians. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the Force. You believe it's this boy? I don't presume to. But you do. Revealed, your opinion is. I request the boy be tested, Master. Oh. Trained as a Jedi, you request for him, hmm? Finding him was the will of the Force. I have no doubt of that. Bring him before us, then. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we review George Lucas's return to Star Wars with The Phantom Menace as we start the run-up to the final installment to the Skywalker saga, The Rise of Skywalker. But first, he's the Padawan with the shitty haircut to my master with the flowing mane. It's Crowley. Crowley, how are you doing? Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host. The wrong fucking show. Ah, shit. Well, fuck. I'm here, aren't I? God damn it. You know what? Just because James is off gallivanting around fucking trying to get in Christina Hendricks' pants, but probably fucking just getting a bunch of restraining orders. Why do I got to fucking do this shit? Fuck me. Well, he's obviously got something on you, so. Pictures. <sighs> nah, he's got something. I, dude, don't ask. I'm not telling. And he's the floppy-eared Gungan that trips over his own tongue. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, James told me that's pretty accurate. Jeez. He said he said he said Rob was the Jar Jar of Satis. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. It's all out of love, Rob. Did he leave already? Wow, that was fast. That's probably that a fast. record. No, Rob is just looking for what midichlorians are. <laughs> <laughs> Show prep. I love it. Rob Rob found it. This is how we this is how we roll on bad gamers and not fuck this is well, bad gamers and not god damn it. So yeah. So um before we get to news. I do want to uh give some shout outs to uh apparently some fans on Discord. And I've, I think that's Rob's what got fans. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what Rob is referring to. So Hell yeah. I wanted to read uh, some some fan commentary uh, that we got on Discord not too long ago from Tflu44 uh, when he was referring to uh, one of the shows where it was a rival, where we were uh, discussing some climate change. And he said, you know, a big takeaway from your episode is James' view on climate is more sci-fi than 11-22-63. So I wanted yeah, to... I, uh, look, I, I, James isn't here to defend himself. That's true. That's true. But he'll be here later. So I'm sure he'll defend himself then. 
It's going to be I, like I, two months from now. Yeah, like he'll forget. I think he'll he'll forget between yeah. now and he's then. got a short he's got a short memory and well, attention either, span. Either that he's going to get a concussion <laughs> when Christina Hendricks slaps him upside the face. <laughs> that's that's well, probably that also too. accurate. Yeah, yeah. And Rob got some fan mail, um, as well from Star Lord O Seven, uh, which we've we've asked him not to to do this because Rob gets a big head, but um, right. He That's did say, <laughs> he did uh, give kudos to, uh, to Rob. Basically he said, oh, why? Uh, he, he gave it, gave an applause emoji about the sand from our Starman episode. So Star Lord, Star, okay, well, uh, yeah, Starman. But he just Stan, gave an emoji. Star-Lord gave him, yeah. No, no, no. That's, it says That's clap. the feedback that Rob's, Rob's all happy about is no, a no, fucking it says emoji. clap about the sand. And then, uh, and then I told him not to encourage Rob. Yeah. And then Rob said, thank you. I'll be here each week. And then I chastised Star-Lord and said, see what you've done. Uh, he says, all this means is Rob will be here. We'll be better next episode. And then he asked, what happened last time he got compliments? And I said, last time he got compliments, he started carrying a chihuahua and referring to himself in the third person. By which Rob then started referring to himself in the third person. Rob still doesn't have a chihuahua, though. That's because your Rob last chihuahua, chihuahua left you. So? <laughs> Rob don't need a chihuahua. Rob better than that. Uh, does Rob have any nudists? All right. I got, I got some news. Jason's a pud. <laughs> and he's just <laughs> jealous that Rob has more fans than he does. Mm-hmm. The show is already way off the rails. Oh, yes. And before we get off to the pod crawl, I do want to uh, have everybody go out to earglumedia.com forward slash TFA. There's a new episode that will have dropped by the time this drops. Um, It is their next episode where they review the Simpsons movie. And yours truly is on that, discussing the Simpsons movie. TFA. Oh, man. Well, I don't want to look up TFA. I thought you were talking about tits and ass. No, Rob, it's it's egm.com forward slash TFA, where we're discussing the Simpsons movie. Definitely go check that out. Who's ready for a pod crawl? Okay. Crowley? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I suppose. I don't, what the fuck is a pod crawl? So a pod crawl is uh, basically we have a, a hot British chick talk about the movie. Yeah, all right. You had me a hot British chick. Let's fucking do this. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. We get some backstory thanks to a wall of scrolling text that tells us pretty much next to nothing except that there's some beef between Naboo and the Trade Federation for some nebulous reason. The Supreme Chancellor of the Republic, not to be confused with a lesser Chancellor, has sent a couple of Jedi Knights to mediate the shipfuffle. When they arrive, not being too keen on giving up their invasion plans, the Trade Federation Viceroy offers them drinks and then death. The Jedi get a little upset at the break in protocol and head to the bridge to take a Viceroy to task. They close the blast doors to lock the Jedi out, but Qui-Gon, the one not rocking an awful training mullet, thrusts his huge, throbbing laser sword in the door, making it hot and drippy. Obi-Wan, the Jedi with no fashion sense who cuts his own hair, is protecting his master from droid lasers until some roly-polies come and break up the party. The Jedi peace out and head to the ship's hangar to grab a ride down to the planet on one of the troop carriers loaded with banana-headed battle droids. 
On the planet, they are once again on the run from the huge army they came down with when Qui-Gon decided to dry hump a native named Jar Jar. Now married in the eyes of Gungan society, Jar Jar pledges his life and love to Qui-Gon, who just wanted a quickie. Qui-Gon has Jar Jar take him to meet the parents in the Gungan city where he gaslights the king for a car to take him to the Naboo capital. The Trade Fed's forces have made it there first, so Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan sneak in long enough to sneak the queen out. On their exit, the super shiny blinged out ship they're on takes a hit and can't make it all the way back to Coruscant, so they hit the backwater planet of Tatooine for repairs. Qui-Gon, forgetting to bring his credit card, has to barter for the hyperdrive they need to make it to Coruscant. So he barters a pod racer, the ship and a little boy's freedom, and then makes the little boy, Anakin, do all the work. Anakin, a genius engineer and pilot, wins the pod race with his home-built rod, which Qui-Gon then sells, secures the hyperdrive, and then is taken away from his mother for a supposedly better life of service while suppressing all human emotion and companionship. But he will get to swing a laser sword. Cool. Qui-Gon loads everyone up into his pedo ship while fighting off a hooded stranger, and they race off to Coruscant. The Queen reaches out to the Republic Senate but is basically told to take a number while they discuss her plight in endless committees, so she tells them to fuck off and heads back to Naboo to deal with matters herself. It seems much easier to get into Naboo than it is to get out because when they land they easily find the Gungans, now on land after being tossed out of their underwater home, by robots, who don't seem to be able to swim, or have aquatic vehicles. Did they just pee in the pool or what? Anyway, Queen Amidala convinces the Gungans to fight for her because she knelt and that's like their favorite thing. The Gungans sacrifice many of their number in a battle they are far outmatched in while Amidala, the Jedi, the boy, and some of the Queen's guard head into the city to capture the Viceroy. They manage to get inside, and Maul, the dude who wanted a piece of Qui-Gon on Tatooine, shows up so Obi-Wan and Rob Roy have it out with him in the coolest fight scene in the saga. Meanwhile, Anakin has stowed away in a space fighter and heads up to the control ship thanks to autopilot, where he proceeds to fumble his way into the ship and overheat his fighter. Amidala and her crew make it to the throne room and capture the Viceroy after playing which decoy is the real queen and drawing off all of his protection like a moron. Anakin gets his fighter running again and launches a couple torpedoes directly into the conveniently located master power source for the controller ship, which causes it to explode from the inside and taking the entire droid army offline. Qui-Gon goes solo with Maul, which was a bad idea since Maul shows him how the blast doors felt at the beginning of the movie. This enrages Obi-Wan, who proceeds to have his ass handed to him, loses his lightsaber and falls down a well. Channeling his inner Timmy, he calls on his lassie powers, boosts himself from the well, grabs Qui-Gon's lightsaber, and makes Maul half the man he used to be. All the Queen's handmaidens and all the Queen's men, can't put poor Maul back together again as he falls down the well. Twice. The day is saved, the Viceroy has to answer to the Senate and lose his trade license or something, the Jedi Council say some argle-bargle about a cloudy future like they are Force Weathermen, and roll Amidala handing over ball lightning to Gungan McJowl's credits. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's your first pod crawl, Crowley, what'd you think? Uh, uh, not the best movie to uh, come in on. I'm gonna, you know, hot take here. Uh, Phantom Menace is not uh, a good movie. It's not a good movie, but it's not as bad as Attack of the Clones, even with all the Jar Jar that we get in it. No, that's I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that uh, at all. I'll tell you what I do disagree with, because I feel like this is a good spot to put this in, because I, I am literally about to punch oh, down on, <laughs> on, on, probably, on probably six of these movies, okay? So six of the nine, probably closer to seven when you throw in the fucking Ewoks. <clears throat> okay. 
today or yesterday or sometime in the recent past, uh, this jerk off, Freddie Prince Jr., Dude, who, once, old news. who once fucking tweeted at me because he didn't like what I was saying about uh, Battlefront 2, uh, decided, yeah, uh, decided, nice. yeah, on the Bad Gamer uh, uh, Anonymous uh, Twitter account, nonetheless, <clears throat> he decided to go off on his podcast on Star Wars fans who don't like the new shit, who don't like the prequels, who don't like the new the new movies. And he basically said, I know George Lucas. You guys don't. Your opinion is shit. Mine is the right one. That is, in essence, what he said. Now, I'm sure that Jason being the stellar podcaster that he is, as opposed to Rob, after everything I've heard from, <laughs> from, from James, We'll put the link up so you can judge for yourself whether or not I'm right on what he's saying. But that's what he said. So Freddie Prince Jr., go fuck yourself. My opinion is just as valid as yours. Just because you know fucking George Lucas doesn't mean shit to me. Do you know why? Because George Lucas made these three fucking movies. The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and fucking Revenge of the Sith. And really, that's all you need to know is he made those three movies on purpose, the way he made them. So fuck you and fuck George Lucas. I don't give a shit. These movies are bad. And they're not bad because I live in my mom's basement and I'm an incel because I know that's what Rob does. Oh, that's shit. not what I do. That's not what Rob does. Sounds like that's what Rob does. He lives in a wife's basement. Is that more accurate? He doesn't have a basement. I live in Texas. We don't have basements up here. The Alamo has a basement. Pee Wee Herman said so. Wow. Just because Pee Wee Herman says it doesn't mean it's true. Now, if it was on if it was on Wikipedia, holder of all knowledge, I would believe it. You're an asshole, Freddie Prince Jr. You're an asshole who's entitled because you think that your opinion is right and everyone else's is wrong. So fuck you. These movies are terrible. The new movies are just as terrible. And the only ones that really matter are the first three. It's not because they didn't grow up with me. It's not because they're geared towards kids. It's because the story is shit. It's because the acting is shit. It's not because things didn't go the way I wanted to. It's not because video games ruined Star Wars for me. It's because George Lucas ruined Star Wars for me. And Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson tried to put the fucking final stake in its heart with eight. That's why I hate these movies, because they are objectively bad. Just because you have a career that includes playing a cartoon asshole on Star Wars doesn't mean shit to me. Just because you get to sit down with Dave Filoni, is that his fucking name? I don't give a shit. Guy looks like a douchebag with his fucking hat on all the time. I don't give a fuck. Just because you get to sit down with him and hear what George Lucas had to say, secondhand, mind you, secondhand. So you don't know what the fuck George Lucas was thinking. You only know what Dave Filoni told you George Lucas was thinking. So guess what? That's not even admissible in court. Dick knows. It's fucking, that's, that's hearsay. So once again, Freddie Pitts Jr., go fuck yourself. Your opinion is shit. Your shit. Your claim to fame is your bone-in Buffy. And guess what? Buffy married the fuck down. Oh, shit. So I, I, I sensed you were holding back a little bit. What do you, how do you really feel? I don't think you, don't you want need me to, to ask him what his favorite stuff is of the movie because apparently it's nothing. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You, you don't want me to do that. 
So I'll, I did I watch the up. video. Is it too late to call uh, James? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He he may be in jail at this point. Probably. Um, Probably, yeah. So, yeah, I did watch the video. Um, some of the things that I, I don't agree with some of the things that he said, especially, you know, the, the, the parts where he was saying that everybody's wrong for their opinion. I do. I do agree with you there. But he did have some valid points in that video, too. Um, you know, like, well, like uh, there's been a lot of conjecture on, on what the force is, uh, you know, if there's free will in Star Wars. And according to, you know, Filoni and, and uh, Lucas, the, the force is the one that determines who wins and loses, which if that's the case, that's fucking shitty ass storytelling. But, you know. It's their story, right. and if uh, they want to make a shitty-ass story, it, well, I don't is know. Is it their story? Well, it is their story. They're the ones that are creating the story. Okay, so but they're not being, artist, they're not when being, a painter cr- creates a painting, is, that, is the interpretation left up to the artist or, or to the uh, viewer? I'm just, I'm just curious, because if we're going to call cinema art, which I wholeheartedly believe that it is, then objectively, the viewer is the one who gets to interpret the story however they want. True. Because the viewer is the one sitting there uh, by themselves for all intents and purposes and internalizing all of it. And, you know, there's a lot of filmmakers that do that. Um, Quentin Tarantino is one for Reservoir Dogs. People have asked him, what is a Reservoir Dog? And he refuses to say because he wants anybody who's thinking about it to come out with their own version of what a reservoir dog is. He doesn't want to ruin that experience for, for that, that viewer um, or that, that consumer of his art. There's a lot of artists like that. It doesn't seem like Lucas is one of those artists. He's world building here. And so he's trying to set ground rules uh, for the, the world that he's but building. The rules keep changing. They do. And that's one of the, the things that kind of pisses me off about star Wars, the inconsistency uh, in the story. And if the force is the one that ultimately determines, you know, who wins or loses, that's bullshit storytelling because that's not being truthful to the characters in the story. Yeah. It negates everything that the characters do. Right. Everything. So, yeah, no, I think, I, I think he's a shitty storyteller. I honestly do. I think Lucas wrote uh four five and six on the fly. I don't think he had a fucking clue what he was doing, where the story was going. He was flying by the seat of his pants. And I think there's a lot of inconsistencies in four, five, and six that are highlighted in one, two, and three that, you know, kind of show that Lucas doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Like, I'm glad the guy made a ton of money. He made a fantastic universe, but you, you can't make this universe give all of these other artists the, 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 uh, uh, the, the the free reign to create whatever they want within this universe, right? With the expanded or extended universe or whatever the fuck they call it now, the legacy shit. Right. Uh, and then and then take it away because, oh, we're going to go write some more stuff and we don't want to pay you, the fans, who, who created all of this great content and got paid for it. We don't want to pay you a second time for the fucking rights to these characters. We don't want to pay you again because we're going to put them on the, uh, on the big screen because I'm going to sell this shit to Disney 
And then I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Which, by the way, if Lucas was a real fucking artist, he wouldn't have sold it to Disney. So everybody, like, this is, like, you want to put all your fucking eggs in the Lucas basket? Guess what? I'm guessing you probably believe in climate change. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> so you're on, you're on the James boat on there, basket, huh? I think. Yes. Yes, I am. What were you saying, Rob? I was going to say there was enough zeros on that uh, that basket that Disney gave them. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There was you know, a, I mean, there were a lot of zeros. Yeah, they were. I think, I think I'd give away my, my baby. They, they gave him four billion reasons to give up Star Wars. Man, I, again, as an artist, I mean, he's already made a shit ton of money off this, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure so, he's still making some. So why? You know, I mean, at what you know point he didn't sell do you need more money? Especially no, he sold it outright. Yeah, he sold it outright. He doesn't get no, any royalties no, or anything? nothing. Nothing. Wow. I mean, when you put a B on the end of something instead of like a, an M, like you're saying, yeah, it's fine. I don't want anything to, I don't want to have to, you know, touch this again ever. It's all yours. So I, I, I just, anyone who calls him an artist, he's not a true artist. I, I honestly think he's, he's a, a great director and a shitty storyteller. Like he's he has a, good, a vision. He's a good but the world details builder, are but that's about it. I don't even know if he's a good world builder. I think the people around him helped him okay. quite a bit. I, I really do. I think Star Wars is great for a whole slew of things. The story is not really one of them. I mean, it's a great story, but if you're going to tell me how to interpret the story, go fuck yourself. Freddie well, so George Lucas is really good with pulling ideas from other stories. I mean, Star Wars pulls so many ideas from so many different mythologies. It's, it's this conglomeration of fantasy stories with sci-fi veneer thrown on top of it. Um, I mean, it's got Greek mythology in it. It's got uh, some uh, Hindu mysticism in it. Uh, it's got uh, Celtic mysticism in it. It's, it's got all sorts of, of different mythologies and different stories woven within it. So he, he picked and chose a lot of uh, different material to throw into Star Wars and kind of mixed that up in a big bucket and, and poured it out, and it turned out really good. And then he made the prequels. Four and five did. Right. Four and five did. Six isn't terrible. I mean, I think the Ewoks, I enjoyed the Ewoks when I was a kid, right? Yeah. I think most of us did. And we'll get to that movie. But, I mean, when you look back at it objectively, the Ewoks are kind of terrible. And there's no reason that trained stormtroopers shouldn't have been able to just absolutely squash them. I think they saw how many kids enjoyed the first two movies that they wanted to throw some more kid-friendly elements into the third. Well, that's kind of where it gets messy, right? Because is that it? Or was it budget constraints and he couldn't do what he wanted, which was all uh, all Wookiees? Instead of Endor, it would have been Kashyyyk. I, yeah, maybe that's it, too. I haven't really read up on the background of that. Maybe, so. Wook- maybe Ewoks are baby Wookiees. Well, regardless, what we got like in this movie was a Wookiees. fucking planet full of fucking racist Gungans. <laughs> racist Gungans? How are Gungans racist? They culturally uh, appropriated the Jamaican accent. Mm-hmm. Well, that, since that, you know, this you happens in a you, galaxy far, far away a long time ago, I'm there's no Jamaicans. Cul- appropriate, uh, hey, in that uh, galaxy either. 
on another on another note, there uh, the Trade Federation was decidedly Asian. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. this was this is a very racist movie. I'm sorry. I don't very know that racist. it was racist. I think they maybe I mean, pulled some accents from, from different cultures. Jews. Jewish Trade Federation. Jewish Trade Federation. Yeah. Now, if they'd made the Trade Federation (laughs) aliens, like, you know, a classic caricature from, from like, way back when during the the propaganda (laughs) days. Yeah, that would have been overtly racist. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I think the whole thing's a little... It's just weird. It's just weird. Again, it's shitty storytelling. Like, why do they have to have, or maybe it's not even storytelling. Maybe it's just shitty uh, design uh, decisions. Like, why Why does Jar Jar have to, and, and all of the Gungans, sound like racist amphibians? <laughs> Again, I don't think they're racist. I think they just borrowed an accent. Right. You can't do that, Jason. You can't borrow accents. It's 2019. Well, this wasn't made in 2019. This was made 20 years ago in 1999. (laughs) I don't see if it was made now how it would be racist Racist. either. So Racist. I think that's a stretch. I I think it's racist. Do you need to go to your safe space? I don't have a safe space. Nothing triggers me except Freddie Prince Jr. His idiot fucking rants. (laughs) I was going to say, you you seemed pretty (laughs) triggered earlier. Yeah, it, it seems like Fred triggered you pretty hard. Ah, fuck Fred. Yeah, this story, there was a lot that they crammed into this movie. And uh, I think they could have probably dropped a few of the elements or streamlined a few of those elements and it would have been a better movie. It's It runs two and a half hours long and you end up on three different planets, one of those planets twice. So you really lose a sense of time scale in this movie. And I think that's to its detriment because it, I, I just, with them going such long distances throughout the galaxy, it doesn't seem like there's any, it doesn't seem like there's any urgency for them to no. get someplace because it, it, it seems like it's only, you know, maybe an hour's trip away when it, when we know that it, that can't be true. Well, even, I, they're sitting on Tatooine and they think how hyperdrive works and they, and they think that Naboo is being uh, brutalized and people are dying in the streets and starving, even though they've only been gone a matter of literally hours. Uh, They think that's going on and they're just like, well, we need to build a pod racer, but we're fairly confident that Anakin can build this pod racer in 24 hours and then race it with no testing whatsoever. Well, no, he had already started building it before. He had been building it for years. They had said mm-hmm. that earlier. The two, the mm-hmm. two little kids, the two little assholes running around with uh, Anakin. Yeah, and then they said, uh, wow, you got it to work. Right. They're like, you've been working on this for, like, years. You know, this will never run. Oh, holy shit, you got it to run. Like, what fucking changed? Midichlorians. No, Midichlorians. That's not, that not the answer. That's not the answer at all. I think that's the answer. He had them before. It's not like these midichlorians just showed the fuck up. He didn't it know was, that he had them. Now that he knows he has them. Yeah, he didn't know he had Qui-Gon them. that awoke the Qui-Gon midichlorians oh within him. Oh, my God. Okay. This, again, this is just <laughs> shitty storytelling. 
shitty storytelling on a level that I, I can barely comprehend. How did he paint the fucking thing in 24 hours? How long were they on this goddamn planet? Yeah, you don't know. There is no sense of time scale in this fucking movie. I have no idea how long from when the movie started to the movie ended, how many days that was or how many weeks that was. I think it was two. It certainly seemed like two, but it couldn't have been two. I mean, there's just two and a logistically half. no way that could have been two days. No, no, he couldn't have painted it in, in the two days. He couldn't have got it running in two days. There's absolutely no way that this, this took place in two days, but that's what it feels like because they don't explain anything. There's no sense of urgency. There's no, I'm not asking for a fucking eighties montage of him, you know, building the fucking pod racer with Qui-Gon and, and Jar Jar. But well, I would be good with some uh, 18 music, music behind there. Yeah. Yeah. With some 18 music. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It'd be amazing. I'm not asking for any of that. And Qui-Gon played Hannibal. He did play so, Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just, it's just, again, shitty storytelling. I feel like a lot of this, it, it felt rushed. Everything felt rushed. It, it felt rushed, but then again, it didn't. I mean, it, no, it seemed like they were just yeah. kind of lazing around and lounging around while they were Getting trying to the get these parts. Out. Yeah. Writing the movie, figuring out like, here's the thing. So, you know, this, these three movies weren't about the, the destination because you knew the destination. These three movies are, are, are about the journey. Right. And they, it's shitty journey. It's just terrible. Well, it's, it's, it's telling terrible. the story of what made Vader Vader. But in a terrible way. Yeah, they didn't do a good job. Right. Like, I, I it's not, and again, Freddie Prince Jr. And those who think that I live in my mom's basement, I'm just going to poo-poo everything uh, that because I, I, I don't understand it. And if only I would listen to George Lucas. Oh, George Lucas, he has all the answers. He obviously doesn't because it's just terrible storytelling. It is terrible uh, that, uh, can we talk about Anakin? How like, does a kid that with, wants to help people Anakin. turn into a creepy dick face in 10 years? That's what I want to know. Well, he got well, lessons from Amidala. She was yeah, creeping sure. on him pretty hard in this movie. Was she? I didn't get that feeling because I, di I didn't get that feeling. I didn't get the feeling that there was any kind of connection that she had. Now, I don't know if that's because, and I, and I don't want to, uh, Jake Lloyd is the kid who played Anakin. I thought he did a pretty good job. I don't, eh, he didn't. But I don't want to put all of this movie's woes on him because it's not him. He's just, as for a what, nine-year-old kid? Is that how old he was? Nine, ten? He was nine. She was 18, playing a 14-year-old. Right. And this was his first acting gig? I thought he was or 10 playing a nine-year-old. No, yeah, he, he was, was nine playing a nine-year-old, and she was 18 playing a 14-year-old. Okay. Oh, well, good. Then me creeping on her during this whole movie suddenly feels less weird. I know. She mm -hmm. was legal. Oh, she was so hot. I don't want to <laughs> talk about it goes. I don't want to talk about the professional. But I do want to talk about You creeped on her and the professional No. Dude, it was a weird thing. I wasn't creeping on her. I was it was just yeah, it was a it weird was. thing. It was a weird time. Can we bring James back? Because uh, <laughs> for some reason I think we're gonna get is, shut down. He's getting some gray territory that I don't want to fucking <laughs> You, I you know how you Jake tell Lloyd. me I, I can't say retard? I, I I think we're in that area. You can't, area you can't say that. Uh, I want to go back to Jake Lloyd because this isn't all on him. I think the dialogue 
was clunky. It felt, I feel like they wrote the dialogue in a hurry. Okay. So dialogue is not George Lucas's forte at all. If you look at the, if you look at a new hope and the dialogue that he wrote there, and then look at the other two movies and the dialogue that he didn't write for those two movies, and then look at the dialogue in these three prequel movies. It's, it's not, yeah, you can, you can pick out the George Lucas dialogue easily because he is not good at dialogue. No, not at all. He does not write like people talk. No. Uh, And this was Jake Lloyd's first real big acting gig. I don't know if he acted beforehand, but I feel like I, I, I I feel like I'm remembering that they wanted a nobody. I might be wrong. Well, that's, I don't care. that's kind of a Star Wars forte. They get a few good, well-known actors to kind of support uh, their main characters, and they get nobodies for their main characters. Well, sure. And, and you know what? That might be fine and dandy when you're dealing with adults, but you can tell this kid's acting. It's just not yeah. good. His yeah, delivery is terrible. It's yeah, better than Hayden Christensen's movies, acting. Three movies prior to this, all in 1996. For- so he hadn't acted in, I'm going to say a, two years. A, a year and a half, two years by the time he was doing this movie. It's not that, not that big of a deal. He quit acting at 2005 because I because of this movie. Yeah, because yeah. people He's, kept giving him shit because not, they equate him this. with this fucking character, which is stupid. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I agree. That's dumb. I, I'm just saying his performance was not good. It wasn't I don't bad. know how much of that was him being a 10-year-old and how much of that was George Lucas' direction and George Lucas' dialogue. Yeah, how, so I, I, still, he was nine like years when old. When you're a 10-year-old, for a yeah, fucking, you're doing what you're told. For a fucking nine-year-old when he made this movie, his acting was not bad. I, uh, maybe, you know I've what, seen you might be worse right because I remember from, there's a... I've seen worse acting from child uh, stars in other movies. And they've gone on to have successful careers. That's fair. Here's what I'm saying. I I don't, you might be right because there, I I remember the, the scene where Amidala out Padme outs herself as Amidala. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the way she delivered, (laughs) the way she delivered the entire thing. And then she kneeled down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is that what? Yeah, I mean it was acting. contrived. It was, it seemed like they were trying to push fifteen minutes worth of scenery into like two minutes. Because I mean, she just she walked forward. I'm really not a handmaiden. I'm really the queen, and and that delivery was kind of fucking stilted. Natalie Portman's acting in these movies is subpar for her because she is a good actress. She has been since she was a kid. And this is probably some of her poorest performances is in these movies. Which begs the question because this was, this was talked about and I'm trying to remember there was a network that bad gamers anonymous used to be on. uh, And we would talk about this kind of thing with a couple of guys that do another podcast about star Wars. I don't even fucking remember what it is. Uh, But when we would talk about that, it's EGM and the cantina cast to, Jog your memory there, Crowley. Yeah, I, I've blocked it out. Um, w- when we would talk well, about it. We're going to have Jonesy from the Cantina <laughs> cast on next week, so you need to unblock that. I don't, I don't know if I can at this point. I feel like time travel would be involved. 
So what I don't do not mention time travel. (laughs) Do not fucking mention time travel again. (laughs) Rob, I'm back. I'm in. Uh, I've checked back in. I'm done looking up midi chlorians. It is that one of the things we would talk about is that this is the way Lucas wanted these lines delivered because it's like some kind of weird 19 fucking twenties kind of acting kind of delivery. And it doesn't fucking work in 1999. And guess what? It certainly doesn't fucking work in 2019. No, it doesn't. But no, that, so, that, that whole scene was contrived. I mean, she just kneels and suddenly the, the Gungan King is, yeah, we're cool now. No, that's bullshit. That's not how that shit works. It's not how diplomacy works. I, I, I don't, have you tried diplomacy? I know it's, that's not how it works. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't usually try diplomacy. I just blow shit up. Right. So, oh, aggressive negotiations. Here's the thing. This movie started out, and I remember this vividly, started out with so much promise because we finally got to see what trained Jedi look like. Because for all of what Freddie Prince Jr. said, Luke Skywalker was not a goddamn trained Jedi. Like He just wasn't. He, he wasn't the best Jedi that ever lived. Swung he his sword looked, around. Right. He just wasn't. So with this, with this, we finally got to see what they could do. And the lightsaber uh, um, battle, I guess, with the droids was amazing. And they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. ricocheting. The, the blaster bolts was fantastic. Because it's not stormtroopers who can't hit the, the broad side of a fucking barn. It's droids who are, you know not going to fucking miss. And they're just swatting them away left and right. They're holding their breath to get out of, you know, the, the idiotic death trap that uh, the trade federation guy tried to get them into. Mm-hmm. It, it, and they're running at apparently super fast speed. Right. Like augmented by the force. Jumping incredible heights. Yeah. Right. Yet they can't run incredible speeds when they're trying to run away from tanks that are trying to run them over. <laughs> well, right. Well, there's <laughs> that. True. Uh, and then why was why was Obi Wan running away from from a a, a lone a, a lone droid later? It was just one, and he's running away from it. Well, have you seen so Obi Wan fight? Uh, no, he fights good in this one, and then oh, it's no, like he, he totally f- no, uh, he no he fights doesn't. decently in this one, and then totally screws up after. I want to go back. Dies. I want to go back to 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 shitty storytelling for just a second because. In episode three, we're going to learn, spoiler alert, that having the high ground means that you will automatically win every lightsaber battle in the history of lightsaber battle. Because wait, the wait force wills it. Wait this a minute. Is, that's bullshit. High, hold on. Hold on. High yes, ground allows you to win every time, right? That's the, that's the truth. I mean, that's, time, it works every time. That, that's, that's what you're saying? 50% of the time it works every time, yes. I, w- I was going to say, because I think Darth Maul had the high ground. That's where well, I was no, going with it. No, yeah, he didn't did. have the high ground in the end because Obi-Wan launched himself over oh, Maul and was then cut him down. the range of his But wait lightsaber? a minute, wait a minute. Anakin like tried it. to launch himself over. Uh, he did. No, no. Oh, That's no. Exactly you know, that is, did. No, that is why Obi-Wan won in the end is because it's like, Dude, this guy's trying to pull my signature move. <laughs> I know how this works. 
Oh my That's God. what it was. He essentially cock blocked him uh, using yeah. light. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Something like that. Don't use my move, bro. Yeah, I don't, don't. Yeah. Again, it's just shitty storytelling. But then you can't go, don't do it. I have the high ground. The problem is, is he said, don't do it, Anakin. I have the high ground. Like, this isn't going to end well for you. I have the high ground. Fucking Darth Maul's got the high ground. He fucking flips up over him well within reach of his lightsaber. Like, all Darth Maul had to do was fucking take a Babe Ruth-style fucking swing. Or just hold his lightsaber out. Obi Wan. <laughs> and and <laughs> Obi-Wan would have cut himself just, in half by just, launching just up into him. it. Right. Oop. It was just silly. It was just, it was absolutely silly. It's shitty storytelling. Uh, it's it, so all you can't tell me that it's just because, you know, I, I don't see it from the through the eyes of a kid. It's that it's just bad because there are some really great kids' movies they usually have Disney slapped on them. Yeah, or Pixar. Yeah. So that's not a thing. This movie's just bad. Which, now, is, not- which is a shame because the choreography, the fight choreography in this movie was so good. I would say the fight oh, choreography great. in this movie is the best out of pretty much all the movies. Yes, absolutely. Well, Ray Park is a fucking beast. Oh yeah, Australian martial artist. Yeah, he's he's huge. No, yeah, he's I mean, kind he of tiny. Shit. No, he is small, but I mean, he's his talent is huge. Yeah, yeah. I think you're taking that out of context there, Rob. I don't know. First time I'm podcasting with you, so I'm just guessing. Oh, it's not completely out of context. See, what you got to realize is I like to uh, make stupid things um, because it irritates James and uh, Jason. So. Be prepared. I don't get irritated. I get even. Uh, okay. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's I'll just, wear uh, you down eventually, dude. Yeah, it's just uh, shitty storytelling from uh, from any point of view. From You're so excited when you walk in to see this movie, right? Because you're going to see all these great things. And they go to Tatooine. You're like, oh, my God, they're on fucking Tatooine. I remember that fucking, I remember that shit. That's fucking awesome. Right, yep. and then there's like there's nothing that happens there except the shitty CGI. Hey, look at me, my name what? Uh, you can't use your fucking Jedi mind trick on me because it doesn't work. Storytelling. Yeah, you want to talk about a racist trope? Yeah, no, I agree. I I, I agree, and they I, I feel like the huts are are uh, fat shaming people. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a slug if you're fat. I'm sure that's I have so what many it is. problems. No, there's, there's so many. There's, what did James tell me to call them? Quabbles. 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 Quabbles with this movie. Quabbles. Yeah. So speaking of quabbles with storytelling, Rob, what'd you find out about midichlorians? So midichlorians are, let me scroll right back on down here. Uh, he, uh, George Lucas equated them to mitochondria. I knew it. So mitochondria was a big thing in the late 90s. There had been some research that had revealed a few things about mitochondria and cells in the mid-90s. And so there was a a big push in in literature, especially uh, there were some books that kind of included mitochondria. Video games were big on mitochondria. I don't know if anybody remembers Parasite Eve, but that was all about, you know, mitochondria that started taking over the host body. Um, and yeah. And so Lucas then started to try and integrate mitochondria into his story. Well, uh, 
apparently now, and this is all, you know, him saying, whoa, you know, I thought about this before. Apparently he was thinking about this type of situation back when he did a new hope. Uh, he just didn't have a good way of putting it in there. So he decided Phantom Menace was a good way to put it in there, uh, which it wasn't uh, because Lucas doesn't know how to write. Um, <laughs> yeah. So whatever. Yeah, I, I think Jason kind of hit the nail on the head earlier when he said Lucas is really good at pulling things out of out of society, out of history, out of culture, out of religion, and and then weaving it into his own story. And that's fine. I have no problem with it. But some of this stuff is just on the fucking nose. And what I mean by that is Anakin was a virgin of the forest. Right, right. What? Yeah, the the mitochondria Jesus. was was his immaculate conception, I guess. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And so what you have, and here's and I think here's where Freddie Prince Jr. and, and some of these other assholes that wanna poo-poo what the fandom says. Because I'm gonna be honest, Freddie Prince Jr. and assholes of his ilk are the vocal minority. The majority of people go, eight's terrible, two is the worst, one's not that fucking great. That's just the way it is. Because they are objectively bad. Well, just in terms of storytelling, they're they're not good. I don't I I think that I think that a lot of like let's let's talk about the CGI use in two. When you talk when you talk about that, it's not good. It doesn't look good. It didn't look good then. It doesn't look good now. It's just look at what we can do. It's a lot of experimentation. And I feel like Lucas thought that a lot of this stuff was going to be looked on the same way a lot of the stuff in four and five and even six was looked upon. Like groundbreaking. But a lot of that stuff in four, five, and six were practical effects. They were, and they were, and they were and, groundbreaking, and, was, and they, but they looked good, especially right. for the and time. I think, right, and I think you can't, you when you're talking about technology, it's short sighted to say it looks really good right now, and look at what we can do, and we're going to pour a ton of money into this, and not think that in literally five years it's going to be outdated and look like shit. So I remember, because guess what. Five years later, it's outdated. It looks like shit. It's very short-sighted on Lucas's part to 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 rely so heavily on CGI. Yeah. And so I remember when they re-released the original trilogy with the added CGI effects. And so we went to the theaters to go see that, yep. uh, a bunch of yep. us. Yep. And they looked out of place, especially the Jar, uh, the, not Jar Jar, but the, the Jabba scene. It just looked out oh, of where place. He steps on him. Yeah, it it yeah. it was. I mean, it was groundbreaking. It certainly was. I mean, it was some of the best CGI effects that we had seen so far in cinema, but it still just didn't match up, and you could I, tell. And it, I think it was a detriment to the film. Well, and and this is why a lot of fans want the original unaltered. And Lucas is like, no, fuck you. I'm not ever going to let anybody ever fucking release these. So I don't mind the altered versions where they cleaned up the the cinematography. You know, they they cleaned up some of the matting around the TIE Fighters. Because you used to be able to see 
some of the still yeah, matting the, around yeah. the TIE fighters. Yeah. Um, you saw the squares around it. Yeah. And so oh, I don't yeah, mind sure. the enhanced versions where they, they cleaned up the, the, the film, but I don't want to see the extended versions with all that CGI bullshit because they put a bunch of just busy shit in the background that's distracting from what's going on in the foreground. But guess what? He did that with this movie too. I know. I know. It's so terrible. I don't, why, why? I don't, I, I, it's like, oh, I've got, I've got empty space here. I can't have empty space. What can I put here? It's like Lucas, man, calm the fuck down. Now somebody get this man some fucking weed. Let's, <laughs> let's even him out a little bit and then fucking look at it. And go, eh, you know what? It's fine the way it is. Somebody give me some fucking Cheetos. Yeah. Now, I will say I do want the Yoda from Attack of the Clones in Phantom Menace because that puppet they had for Yoda in this one looked bad. They they oh. replaced him in in the Blu-ray version. Oh, I don't have the Blu-ray version. Neither I've got do the I. old um, ancient DVD version. Yep, yep, yeah. In the Blu-ray version, uh, they went back and replaced him with uh, the CGI uh, Yoda. Oh, good, because that <laughs> puppet does not look good. I think the puppet Mm-mm. in the original trilogy looks better than that one. So, so that one was uh, this one was made with different materials. Um, so he wasn't um, he wasn't translucent uh, as he was in the other one. So the green ended up being a different color, but that wouldn't even half the problem. I mean, the face didn't even look the same. No, it didn't. The eyes no. didn't look the same. He just no. looked stiff and like a puppet. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do want to pay Mr. Lucas a compliment. I feel like he gave these characters the weight they deserved. What I mean by that is he didn't intentionally uh, minimize who they were, what they did, and where they were going. I think these characters had some heft to them as far as lore goes. I think they, some of them are fantastic. I think Obi-Wan is a great character. I think Qui-Gon Jinn is a great character. I think Padme is a great character. I may not like the way they were written. I may not like the way they were acted, and I certainly don't like the dialogue that was there. But I think that Palpatine is a fantastic character. These characters that will eventually come to, to fruition in 4, 5, and 6 are, are treated with the respect that they deserve, as opposed to what 7 and 8 did with the characters, which was there was no respect given to, to Luke Skywalker. There was no respect given to Han Solo. There was... They respected uh, Carrie Fisher and, and Princess Leia, but only because it's politically convenient to do so. I don't. But the other, the the, the, the straight white males, yeah, yeah, fuck them. I don't think that's, I don't think that's accurate at all. I don't think they diminish the characters any in Luke seven or eight. chucking a lightsaber. I, I honestly, I absolutely do. I get that Han Solo didn't want to stick around, so let's let his son kill him if that's the case then i'm fairly confident like you can't have kylo be redeemed no which is and if they're gonna go for a redemption story in nine uh again that's shitty story writing shitty storytelling now i can 
I can see him trying to get rid of a threat. I don't want to give any spoilers sure. here for, for nine. Right. I can see him maybe teaming up and trying to get rid of a threat that's more existential than, than the first order. But I don't think there's any redemption for that character. And honestly, I'm not sure that that character would want to seek redemption from what I've seen of it. I would hope not. I, I, I would, I would really hope not. I've been doing my best to stay away from spoilers. Like I watched the last tra- the, the final trailer, uh, big fucking deal. Uh, so I, I, I don't I don't want to go into it with any kind of preconception. I did the same thing with eight and I came out of eight. I'll be honest. When I came out of eight, I went, man, that wasn't that terrible of a movie minus Mary Poppins in space. <laughs> What'd you get over that? And, <laughs> and, and, the, and the more I literally almost walked out of the theater when that came on. Uh, and, and the more I sat and thought about it and the more I stewed on it and the more I ran things around in my head, the more I came to the realization of. This was a shit movie for so many fucking reasons. And, and, and I, with the Phantom Menace, it's almost the same thing. I came out of the theater so hyped up. Man, did you see that? Because it ends on such a high note, right? With that epic lightsaber duel. Right. And fucking duel of the fates. I mean, you talk about music that is iconic. That's it. And you come out and you're all hyped up and then you start thinking about it and then you see it again and the flaws start to come out. You start to see the, it's like being married. This is what it's, this is what it's like for star Wars fans. It's like being married for 20 years. Cause when you first married, you're deeply in love and all of the little idiosyncrasies that your partner has, you, you find them charming and, it, and you adore them and you're never, you know, but then, you know, that shine kind of starts to go away when you get into the day to day, right? And after 20 years, you know, every blemish, you know, every annoying little thing that they do. You hate the way they breathe in their sleep. You hate the way they chew their fucking food. Like, it's just it, the day to day gets to you. And I feel like that's really what it is with this with this movie well came out of it in 1999 going it's fantastic and it's 2019 you start looking back and you just fuck i'm gonna punch down on this thing because it's kind of bad so taking that analogy a little further having been married for 20 years yeah you do know every little blemish you know every little quabble that your your partner has but you you come to appreciate those those blemishes those imperfections and sometimes those imperfections kind of, they complement yours because you're not perfect either. And so that, that draws you into a, a deeper relationship, um, into a deeper understanding of your partner. Uh, well, do we accepting, want to talk so about accepting the flaws? those like, flaws, accepting those, so <laughs> those what I'm hearing. imperfections. What I'm hearing is uh, it'll never work between you and Jeff Goldblum because he's perfect. <laughs> You're probably right, and I'm not, and I don't know that I could live up to Goldblum standards. So, well, but I can dream, Rob. Like so Jar-Jar. fuck off. All right, Jar is is, is I, I don't even know what. Okay, so a face disfiguring car crash 
10 years into your marriage. Yeah. I, uh, so I remember coming out of the theater after seeing this for the first time on day one and going, what in the fuck is Jar Jar? Why is he in this fucking, he ruined the fucking movie for me. In fact, I didn't watch the Phantom Menace again after I saw it that first time until my kids were old enough to watch Star Wars. Yeah. So that sounds accurate. So they had to introduce him early enough so that he could turn around and uh, fuck up the world in the Clone Wars. The Attack of the Clones. That too. So when when you watch Attack of the Clones, you'll see that his role is greatly diminished because of the backlash that he received universally. He is universally panned. I cannot think of another character in a movie that is so universally hated. He literally serves no purpose in this movie except for comic relief. Yeah, and they used you know him what? far too much for that. Right. Like a four and five year old, six year old, seven year old, 10 year old are going to laugh at fart jokes. But when you're making a movie, when you're making something that is going to last in memoriam, you kind of, I, I feel like you should probably be thinking ahead. A lot of this is just short-sightedness on George Lucas's part because no, you, guess no, what? No, no, that no. 10-year-old who's laughing at a fucking fart joke in 10 years is going to look back and go, this movie's fucking bad and that fart joke isn't really all that funny. Right. No, he was made specifically for merchandise. You think? Yeah, so were the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem making money off of this. I really don't. I don't I, I don't have an issue with it because as I'm sitting here looking at my desk and I've got a Darth Vader Sensi, I've got a, <laughs> oh uh, my God. Uh, I have a Darth Maul uh, coffee cup. Oh. I have a lightsaber hilt uh, uh, lamp. I have I have lightsabers. I have I, I don't care that you want to make money on it. What I care about is shoehorning in a money-making person, character, item that doesn't fit with the story, that detracts from everything you're trying to do every time the person is on screen just to make a buck. So one question for you. Does your Darth Vader yes. sensei smell like regret and burnt pork? No. <laughs> oh, nice. No, but it probably should. No, it actually. Uh, let me see if I can if I can uh, uh, find it here. Uh, it, it's actually like sandalwood, and you know I'm gonna have to put on my reading glasses here for just a second because I'm so fucking old. Um, it smells good. That's really all. It's like sandalwood and pepper. I don't even fucking know. It's really. It smells amazing. It smells like the dark side. <laughs> So fuck you. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts on the on the movie. Rob. Uh yeah. My my biggest final thought is who the hell puts a main reactor in a hangar bay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean and 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 I and I on it. Good on Lucas because I'd never realized this. I never put two and two together until we started really looking at these. But spoiler alert, Attack of the Clones, the little ball, the center ball thing is on the planet and rises up in docks or whatever. 
So if that's the case, how the hell does the center ball explode too when you take out the reactor from the ring? That's a that's a good question. I don't know. But yeah, that is okay. that is a nice little design throwback too. The, the you figured the rings are still up in orbit, the center balls are launching from the planet at the end of uh, Attack of the Clones. So that's that's kind of a mm-hmm. a cool little design thing. Yeah. Crowley, but, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I, you know, I, he's I'm said, trying not to think about this movie. quite a few thoughts. Yeah. I, I'm this all thought it out. Wait, here, let me see if I can help. Freddie Prince Jr., go. He's a fucking dick. There is what is. he is. <laughs> Don't be a fucking douche nozzle and talk down to people just because you disagree with their fucking opinion. That's part of the fucking problem with the society today and everything that's wrong in politics. Freddie Prince Jr., you're an asshole. And you know what? If I see you on the street, I'd rather kick you in the balls than say, hey. So if I were you and you see me walking down the street, just fucking walk to the other side so I don't have to go to jail for kicking you in the goddamn nuts. It's not like Buffy uses them anymore. So we just lost Freddie Prince Jr. As a listener, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that, Crowley. Thanks. Thanks, Crowley. All right. You're so final thoughts for you, Jason. Uh, final thoughts are... Yeah, glad we're done with this movie. Uh, moving on to Attack of the Clones is going to be even more painful, but we're we're starting to get into some better material after that. So, I mean, I'm I'm still a Star Wars fan, but and I'm most critical on the things that I like the most. So I'm very critical on Star Wars and the story and the characters because I am a story and character consumer i i consume media movies books television jeff goldblum and jeff goldblum for for story and character special effects are nice but they're they they'll only carry you so far without without story and character development you you don't have anything you've got a bunch of flashy effects so these first three movies are lacking in both well, they're lacking in story. Character, they've, they've got down pretty well, although you could make the argument that they're not really truthful to their characters all the way. Especially the Jedi Council. The Jedi Council is such a fuck-up Jedi Council. They can't see shit. The dark side clouds. Yeah, the dark side clouds my ass. Yeah, get angry. I like it. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, Crowley, since you're filling in for James, you have to do the segment uh, that we call, Is It More Sci-Fi Than 112263? Have you seen 112263? Uh, yeah, actually, I have. I hated it. Why did you hate it? Because it wasn't fucking sci-fi. Oh, but it is. Yeah. I'm not going to have this argument with you. I've done it ad nauseum with James. But I want to know, is The Phantom Menace... More sci-fi than eleven twenty-two sixty-three. Well, let's just uh, let's walk through this real quick. You got guys with fucking laser swords that are running around at fucking light speed. They can make super jumps. They can hold the breath long time. Uh, they can fucking calm down a stupid racist gungan uh, just by touching him and saying "shut the fuck up." Uh, you got you got spaceships, right? You got some chick wearing like weird fucking clothes. You got floating guys uh, that are apparently senators. Like they got these things that can float. Uh, you're in space. I mean, that's obvious. And of course, you have an angel on Tatooine. 
So yeah, this is uh, Star Wars: Phantom Menace, more sci-fi than fucking eleven twenty two sixty three. But then again, so's my ass. Your ass is really sci-fi, then. You have no idea. <laughs> Who's got awards? Yep. Oh. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, he told me you, I had to have awards. Know? I'm ready. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, you know what the awards are, right? Yeah, he filled me in. Okay. So, Rob, who's got your black lung? Uh, my black lung is going to go to Anakin's pod racer as it was lit on fire and he was trying to restart it. It was just smoking. <laughs> okay. Because uh, there was actually no smoking that I saw. <laughs> Crowley, who's got your black lung? Uh, my black lung goes to the droid, uh, the protocol droid that was serving uh, Anakin or uh, uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon uh, uh, on the uh, on the Trade Federation ship at the beginning of the movie. Because so, why did they try to gas him? Why didn't they just like poison their tea that they both drank? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that they know what the fuck Jedi were. <laughs> they didn't. That was the like. Here's like so, that's such a weird thing, right? Like, oh my god. They're not Jedi. They are a Jedi. What the fuck are they? Oh, but we know what a Jedi is, but we don't know what a Jedi is. Yeah, if we, they knew what a Jedi was, they would have known to just fucking try not to piss them off. <laughs> Vent them out of an airlock. <laughs> right. Like, you know what? Let's lower the force field on the, in the Sa- fucking conference sac- room. Yeah. Sacrifice the droid and blow them out into space. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so my Black Lung Award is going to go to Darth Maul's midriff. Okay. For when Obi-Wan chopped him in half with the lightsaber? No, I got the joke. It would have been smoking. Yeah, I got it. it. Would it really be smoking or just cauterized? How do you think cauterization works, Rob? <laughs> it's heat. I don't know. But this is a yeah. galaxy far, far away. There was no blood or or smoke. Yeah, his his clothes probably should have caught on fire. Yeah, or something. Well, so there's a really good uh, Because Science video that explains how lightsabers are super impractical just because of the immense amount of heat that would be generated. Uh, yeah, basically, you give yourself a sunburn just by turning it on. No, no, no. You would vaporize yourself just by turning it on. <laughs> Oh, you sweet. would immediately well, explode because your body would boil instantly. That is why only Jedi can use it is because they have to use the force to contain that heat. Right. But anybody else around it <laughs> would also explode. Yeah, well. Yeah. Somebody right. takes Crowley, who's got your head lush? Uh, I, I don't remember anybody drinking in this movie except me to get through the fucking thing. Okay, so are you going to give it to the honorary headlash Richard Dawson, or are you going to be giving it to yourself? <laughs> Richard Dawson. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's give it to good old uh, Richard Dawson. I'm sure he's somewhere trying to kiss somebody. Yeah, or he's dead. I said somewhere. <laughs> I, didn't, Rob, I didn't say here on earth, God damn it, Rob, who's got your headlash? Uh, mine's going to Jar Jar for getting his tongue stuck in the power coupling and going numb. Or just Jar Jar in general. He was like perpetually drunk. Okay. That's the only way he can be an idiot like that. I I, I think in the background, he was drinking the sauce in between movie takes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my head lush is going to go to Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon for their uh, drinks at the beginning of the negotiations. I figure those were probably some adult tea. beverages. Tea. Yeah, it was tea. 
It was space tea. It was absolutely space tea. How do you know it was no space way. tea. It was chamomile. Chamomile. <laughs> Jedi don't drink they're there chamomile. For negotiations. They're not there to fucking party with these assholes. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna have a little, you know, nip. No. 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 Oh, whatever. No. Fuck <laughs> both of you. That's my head lush. <laughs> it was booze. <laughs> Fuck you. Goes down smooth. <laughs> Rob, who's got your player? I went with uh, Qui Gon playing dice against Wodo. Watto, Watto. Okay. Crowley, who's got your yeah. player? Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna give, <laughs> I'm gonna give my player award uh to uh to Shmi Skywalker, but I'm changing the name from player award to the player with myself award uh. because <laughs> she got pregnant on her own. So maybe it was a tainted vibrator. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys, you guys remember the old Saturday Night Live uh, skit, the play with yourselves card. That was a, it was a play on the old Players Club card that you could get. Gave you discounts everywhere. No, I don't remember on, that one. It was it gave you discounts on hand lotion, uh, Kleenex. <laughs> uh, you should look it up on YouTube. It's fucking yeah, I'll have to check that out. So mine's kind of along the same lines, although I'm giving my player to midichlorians for knocking up Shmi and giving <laughs> us the chosen one. I choose not to acknowledge midichlorians. Uh, Crowley, who's got your purple hippo? Uh, this one's going to go to 3PO because when he got switched on uh, and then he couldn't see and then he thought the, the, the ground was shaky and then, and then he found out he was naked uh, just, just, he just had a rough night. Actually, maybe he should get my head lush award because it sounds like he just came off a bender. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many nights I've had where I couldn't see, was naked, and couldn't walk. Yeah, that's, that's fucking Saturday night every night for me. Rob, who's got your player, your purple hippo? Uh, my purple hippo goes to George Lucas for thinking that redoing the Yoda puppet was a smart thing to do. Um, it to me it looked like uh, it didn't look like Yoda. It looked like Yoda's not so smart. Step on. <laughs> yeah, that was. I'm Yoda's little totally, brother that my mom and dad keep me under the stairs. Yeah, dude, I had totally forgotten about that. And the minute that scene come on, I went, what the fuck? It was awful. That puppet is horrible. It is the worst thing. The thing had like an overbite or something. It was like... (laughs) And you can tell somebody had their hand shoved up Yoda's ass. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was terrible. I don't know why they even like approved that thing. I don't know. Crack is a terrible drug. I have whatever. Yeah. All right. My Nobody purple hippo. Just ship it. <laughs> my purple hippo uh, is going to. Well, I don't know who my purple hippo is going to. I mean, it was. Give it, I, I think I'm going to give, give my, it to the honorary. No. No. I think no. I'm going to give my purple hippo to this movie, just for. Yeah, that a boy. Just for thinking that it was good enough to live up to the original <laughs> trilogy. Just for the audacity, the sheer ignorance to think that it could go up against four, five, or even six. Fuck you. I like where your head's at, Jason. I'm with you. 
All right. Any final thoughts before we head out? I, I get to come back for two, right? You get to come back for two. You get to come back for three, four, five, six, are seven, sh- eight, and nine. Are you sure? Maybe. We'll oh, yeah. See. We're going to keep you for eight. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And that's got it for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Our pod crawl music is Snack Mix My Machete. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at eargluemedia.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to eargluemedia.com forward slash Patreon, And be sure to check out all of the other excellent podcasts at eargluemedia.com. And this goes without saying, but the poorly thought out and sometimes questionable opinions expressed on this show and about Freddie Prince Jr. are ours and might not be shared by Ear Glue Media or anyone else for that matter. They're all Crowley. And for this week, I'm Jason. Space is cold. Thanks, George Lucas, for that little nugget of obviousness. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, hold hold on a second. Yeah, they're not firing yeah, no, it's fine. no, I'm not bailing you out. No, I don't care what she's wearing. I, I got to go. We're in the show. Bye. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>